The following is a message from the pulpit of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, led by Pastor Mike Wells. For evil, for evil, unto any man, but ever follow after, ever follow, it says, that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Then it says, rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I want to speak this morning on things I should practice during Thanksgiving. Uh, By the way, uh, I don't think these are things only you ought to practice during Thanksgiving, but especially you ought to practice during Thanksgiving. I'm going to give you a short list uh, looking at this these verses that we looked at just a moment ago and some things that we ought to do during the Thanksgiving time. By the way, Thanksgiving is a very special time, you know, where families can come together, you can enjoy each other's company, you can be able to enjoy uh, sometimes children coming in from great distances or in some cases as we get a little bit older, grandchildren coming in from great distances that live in uh, distant states or countries and so they're coming in to be able to enjoy Enjoy that wonderful, bountiful time of fellowship. I'll be honest with you, one of the things I enjoy about Thanksgiving the most is eating. I'll just be honest with you. You know, uh, I mean, uh, we always have the ham, we always have the turkey, we always have all the fixings and, and then the desserts and things of that nature. And I like it because you know what you get to do? You get to eat all day long. Yeah. I just like that, you know, it's not just to get up in the morning time and, you know, uh, it starts about noon and we end uh, eating time about midnight. So we go from noon to about midnight. Then we take our last bite, we go to bed and then can't sleep all night long. But, uh, but it was fun just putting it in there. Uh, let me give you a couple things to think about. Thanksgiving is here. What should you and I do during this uh, festive holiday season called Thanksgiving. Statement number one, uh, practice being good. Practice being good. You said, preacher, you just got done talking about taking all that food in. Okay, uh, but now let's talk about being good to other people, not just good unto yourself. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 15, the Bible says, see that you render, see, see that none render, see that none render evil for evil, Uh, It says, unto any man. So it should not be a time where you're going to say, okay, hope so-and-so comes over because I'm going to poison that which is the turkey. You know, I'm going to give them lamb, but it's going to be done extra, extra much. I mean, it's going to not even look like lamb. Or I'm going to go out and get a ham, and I'm going to make sure it's a a well-salted ham. No, no, it says not to render evil for evil, but it says uh, that we're supposed to do this. It says, but ever follow that which is good. Now watch what it says, both among yourselves and to uh, all men. So God says we ought to be good to people. We ought to be good to people. Uh, Somebody said you ought to be good to everyone because everyone's having a hard time. Uh, I think that that is true. Okay, be good to people. You know, Thanksgiving's a time when people uh, come home. And honestly, if you can go home, uh, if uh, uh, you're able to do that, maybe you have an aunt, maybe you've got an uncle, maybe you've got a grandfather, grandmother, lives in the area. Hey, just pop in and say hi. 
pop in and say hi. You know, uh, stop by and say, I was thinking about you today. I don't want to stay. don't want to interrupt what you're doing. Uh, I just wanted to stop by and just say, I sure do love you, and I appreciate you. Uh, just thinking about you and thankful for you in my life. People appreciate other people that just stop in uh, from time to time or sees them in the hallway, shoots them a text, calls them on the phone, and just say, I'm just thankful for you. I'm just thankful for you. You know, one day, uh, it was the day before Thanksgiving, an elderly man, he lived in Phoenix. His son lived in New York. And uh, he called his son up that lived in New York. He said, I hate to ruin your day, but I just want to tell you that mom and I were getting a divorce. Been married 45 years, and it's been 45 years of misery. We're getting a divorce. I'm sick of her. She's sick of me. We agree that divorce is the very best thing to do. I want you to call your sister in Chicago and just tell her we're getting a divorce. So immediately, as soon as the young man, the son, hung up the phone, he got on the phone, he called his sister uh, in New York, and he was all frantic, and it was an explosive conversation, and uh, she hung up the phone immediately, immediately called dad and said, you can't do that. You can't divorce mom. You just can't do that. Now, you hold on right there. We are coming. We will be there tomorrow. Now, don't you dare. Don't you divorce her. We're coming. We'll be there tomorrow. And so now dad hangs up, or uh, she uh, uh, hangs up the phone. She's going to get a ticket. Son's going to get a ticket. They're flying in tomorrow. After the phone got hung up, he turned to his wife and said, guess what? Kids are coming home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and he said, the best thing about it is we don't have to pay for their airfare. So I'm not saying that you do that, but I thought it was a good story. <laughs> Practice being thankful. Practice being thankful. Uh, when relatives come in, be thankful that the relatives are coming in. Uh, when guests stop by, be thankful that the guests are stopping by. Uh, uh, be good to each other. Be good to each other. Uh, don't be the one young person that as soon as the meal is served, you run up. You are the first one that... No, it'd be nice. Let mom and dad go first. Let your grandparents go first. And that way there's some food left. Okay? Uh, uh, practice being good. Statement number next. Practice rejoicing. Uh, by the way, it's a difference uh, to uh, have a joyful spirit than to practice rejoicing. Somebody says you ought to be joyful. You can be joyful, but not practice rejoicing. The Bible says here, rejoice evermore. You can rejoice. Uh, you've got the day off for Thanksgiving as we celebrate it as a national uh, holiday. And most places will be closed after a certain amount of time. And so you can be thankful about that. You can be thankful uh, that you have uh, some of your favorite food to eat. You can be thankful. You can sit around and share stories. Sit around, share stories. Um, the church I pastored many years ago uh, up in uh, Tennessee contacted me and said, could you and your wife come uh, in May? Well, we're going to be celebrating our 50th year as a church. We'd like for you to come and be a part of that uh, uh, celebration. And the pastor said, can you look up some pictures of when you pastored here in Tennessee? So one of the things we'll be doing is we'll be going through these big old rubber mates of pictures, looking at them. And I'm sure we'll share some stories. I'm sure we'll, we'll laugh a lot. 
okay uh, I'm saying practice rejoicing think of some things you can rejoice about uh, rejoice uh, if you have good health uh, rejoice if your health is not good but people care about you uh, rejoice because you can still laugh rejoice because it's time together rejoice because you can share love rejoice because you have a family rejoice because God's been good to you rejoice because you have a job uh, rejoice uh, by the way if you don't have a job right now you can rejoice you've got a little bit of downtime uh, to enjoy rejoice because you have a vehicle that runs if the vehicle doesn't run rejoice you get the exercise as you walk everywhere uh, rejoice that you have a good church rejoice that you've got a country to live in hey rejoice uh, over all that God if you would learn to rejoice over things you'd stop griping and complaining about everything you know we live in a nation where everybody complains hey you can rejoice the sun's up you can rejoice when the sun's down you can rejoice when it's hot outside you can rejoice when it's cold outside you can always find something to rejoice in you can rejoice over uh, your favorite drink uh, it might be coffee or it might be tea or it might be uh, uh, unsweet tea sweet tea whatever you can rejoice over stuff you know if we just spend our time just rejoicing over things uh, we find that we have more pleasure in life just rejoicing over stuff man uh, uh, God's been good to me I was able to get up and walk today I can rejoice over that I can rejoice over the fact that hey uh, I've got good neighbors I can rejoice over that got a great wife can rejoice over it got outstanding kids can rejoice over that got wonderful grandchildren can rejoice over that in a church where people love uh, where people respect where people care where people uh, try to help each other out and lift each other up hey can I tell you you got something to smile about you got something to rejoice about why because God's been good to us I'm saying uh, practice being good practice rejoicing you say well, I don't have much you know, depending on who you compare yourself to you may not have much Arnold Schwarzenegger is known as Arnold the toy man that's what he's known at say so why because he has lots of toys uh, he has over 800 million dollars worth of toys he smokes cigars each one of them costs four thousand dollars he wears shoes. Each pair costs $5,000. He wears suits that's only the Italian-made suits. Each one of them is $3,000. He has his own Gulfstream jet that costs $12.5 million. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, those that have uh, uh, a lot of things, you know, you can thank God if God gave you some things, but, you know, a lot of those things are worry. Why would you want to pay, uh, example, $4,000 for a cancer stick that's going to cause you to die of cancer? Doesn't make any sense to me. Why do you want to pay $3,000 for an Italian suit that they're so tight that when you put them on, the blood rushes all the way from uh, your body down to your big toe and it swells up so much that it'll probably pop? Doesn't make sense to me. You know, uh, he has a yacht, $4.5 million for his 88-foot yacht. Loves Hummers. Uh, he's paid in excess of uh, $50,000 to $100,000 for the nine Hummers that he owns. Uh, now, wait a minute. You say, well, I wish I had toys like that. Not me. 
First off, I wouldn't know what to do with a toy like that. Second off, if you broke it, just think how much it would cost to fix it. Why can't we be thankful for the simple things? By the way, why do we have to have things to make us happy? You know, a person that has friends, can I tell you, you're mighty blessed. You got a faithful wife, you got a faithful husband, mighty blessed. Uh, you've got good people around you. You've got people that care for you. Uh, those that chase the dollar sometimes will catch the dollar, and in catching the dollar, they lose their own soul. Now, there's nothing wrong with having money if you appropriate it right. Bible doesn't say that money's wrong. Uh, there's a good one for you. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. So you're not supposed to worship the money. Money's simply a tool. It's a tool to be able to supply what you need. It's a tool to be able, hey, I'm for you if you have a nice house or a nicer house maybe than someone else. Hey, great, super, wonderful. Thank God for it. But don't worship the house. Don't worship the car. Uh, don't bow down and uh, worship your clothes. I I'm saying this. I'm saying that here's what we do understand. Uh, we can be thankful for the things we have. One sad fella was walking along beside of another fella, and as they're walking down this particular uh, uh, dirt road, uh, the one man looked at his friend. He said, you look mighty sad. He said, why are you sad? He said, well, I'm sad because he said my uncle died, left me $40,000. He says, so why are you sad? Do you miss your uncle? No, I didn't know him well. But he left me $40,000. So why are you sad? He said, because the next week my cousin died, left me $85,000. He said, well, I don't understand. Why are you so sad? He said, because the next week, he said, uh, uh, there was an aunt that died, left me a quarter of a million dollars, never met her, didn't know her, just left me a quarter of a million dollars. The guy said, I just don't understand. Why are you so sad? You got all this money coming in? He said, because this week, nobody died. <laughs> I think you're looking at it the wrong way. I I'm saying this. I'm saying that uh, we ought to practice being good. We ought to practice rejoicing. Rejoice for what God's given you. Rejoice for how good God's been to you. Look at your wife and say, I'm thankful for you. Husband, thankful for you. Uh, children, thankful for you. You don't know how many more thanksgivings you're going to have. You just don't know. So why not take advantage of the holiday, rejoice with each other, be thankful for each other, statement number next, practice praying. Now watch this. Uh, some people have said this. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17, they say, well, what that's talking about, preacher, is this. That's talking about the spirit of prayer. Now, by the way, if it was talking about the spirit of prayer, God would have said, walk around in the spirit of prayer. That's not what God said. God did not say, walk around prayerful. He didn't say that. Here's what he says. He says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, he says, pray. That's not the spirit of prayer. That's not being prayerful. He said, pray. That's an action. Now he says this, pray without ceasing. He said, don't stop. I love you. Here's the question. When's the last time you prayed? Have you prayed yet this morning? I'm not talking about praying through the rosary. 
I'm not talking about praying to some uh, type of uh, foreign God. There is only one true God. But I'm talking about coming to God and praying. When's the last time that you did that? Uh, one day, uh, a pastor up in uh, uh, northern Indiana, he'd served with uh, the Peace Corps. Uh, they were working on this farm. He'd put in 10 hours, and, and uh, he'd work through the night because the, the farm was devastated by some very terrible weather, and, and he was a pastor there in northern Indiana, and, and he decided, he decided that uh, he just wasn't going to change, just didn't have time, just decided, well, you know, people will love me for who I am. He came walking in. He's got mud all over the blue jeans that he wore. He's got uh, shoes on that's got mud clots all over them. I mean, his, his shirt is all stained. He walks out, and you can hear the whispering. Just hear the whispering. You could hear people saying stuff. He got up. He said, I'm just going to be honest with you. He said, uh, I worked all night long trying to salvage that farm out there. He said, you guys knew about the farm. You didn't come. He said, I did my very best to salvage a neighbor's farm. He said, worked all night long. He said, you're dressed in your fine clothing. He said, but this is how the average American is. Now, I'm for us dressing up. Think you ought to dress up for what's important to you? I like dressing up. I do. I do. I dress up to take my wife out on a, a fancy date. Ah, I like it. If the president was present, I'd dress up uh, in honor of the position and the man that holds that position as president of the United States. If somebody else uh, uh, would walk in and they were of high esteem and was uh, 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 being used of God, I was taught years ago, when you go visit a preacher, I visit many preachers in their offices, and I'd go knock on the door and I'd walk in, I would always dress up when I had an appointment with a preacher. Why? An important man. And so uh, I, I've learned to dress up and do things uh, in reverence, if you would please, to people that have held different lofty positions. But here's what it's talking about here. Uh, it's talking about, here was a, a pastor by way of the illustration that came in and said, look, uh, this is not the way that uh, uh, we dress, but this is the way the average American dresses. You know, can I tell you what? Uh, uh, when you come to church and you dress up, that's all fine, that's all good, that's wonderful, thank God. God for it, but let's never get to the point in a place where we don't try and help somebody. Uh, maybe the reason that the neighbor is not saved, maybe the reason the neighbor is not who they ought to be is simply because we're not praying for them. I remember when mom and dad was not saved. Yeah, I prayed for them, prayed for them, prayed for them. We had a weight room at my Bible college. It was on the fourth floor. Uh, I asked uh, 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 Mr. Appleby that was the dean of men. I went to him and I said, can I go up there on Friday nights? Nobody uses it after 10. Can I go up there on Friday nights and just pray? Want dad saved, want mom saved. Can I just go pray? My brothers aren't saved. Can I go pray? And he said, sure. He said, just uh, let anybody know that, you know, that, that would question you about that, you've got permission. So every Friday night when I'd get off work late, I'd go up, I lived in the dormitory with a bunch of other guys on, on campus. I'd go up to that floor, the fourth floor, open the squeaky door. I'd go over and I'd kneel down and I would pray. Never will forget it. For months and months, I'd do that every single Friday night. I'd pray from 10 o'clock at night till 12, sometimes 12, 30, 1, 1 o'clock in the morning, just pray for mom and dad to get saved, brothers to get saved. 
One night, the door squeaked. Somebody else came in. I ignored it. I figured that maybe they're doing something else, cleaning up or whatever. Then all of a sudden, this man comes over, and he puts his hand on my shoulder and his arm around me. I didn't look up. I was really burdened for mom and dad that night. I was crying, and he starts praying. I, I didn't know who it was. I just heard his voice. Uh, it was dark. Wouldn't have recognized him if I saw him. But the next Friday night, he did the same. The next Friday night, he did the same. The next Friday night, he did the same. After a while, we became good friends. Can I tell you, there for a while, when I would see this person, I really didn't care for him. I, I just didn't care for him at all. Uh, I passed a judgment on him. I didn't care for him. I, I just didn't feel like that he and I could ever be friends. When I saw him, he turned me off. But because he came up and he kept praying and he kept praying, he started weeping for mom and daddy to get saved. You know what God did? God changed my heart towards him so much the so that in my wedding, he was my best man. See, prayer changes things. Well, I, I just wish the preacher would preach with more vigor than you pray for him. Man, I, I just wish that my kids would just uh, serve God. Well, then you pray for them. Well, I wish my kids would see it the way God says it. How often do you pray for them? Uh, I preached on Wednesday night. You ought to listen to it on, uh, 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 on pray and fasting. You pray and you fast. Prayer and fasting. You know, hard things come not but by prayer and fasting. Now, sometimes we have to go the extra mile, don't we? just to pray and fast. I'm saying this. I'm saying uh, practice being good. That's a good thing to do at Thanksgiving. Practice rejoicing. Practice praying. Here it is. Uh, practice thanking others. And I'm done. Practice thanking others. Not just being thankful for others. Do some special things. Uh, get a piece of paper. Write your dad a note and say, I just want to tell you, I'm thankful for you. Here's why. Get a piece of paper. Write your mom a note. I'm thankful for you. Here's why. Be thankful. If you're really thankful for somebody, you'll spend time thanking them. Because being thankful is not just enough unless it's expressed. Then it becomes that which is thanksgiving. Uh, 1 Thessalonians, here it is, and I'm done. 1 Thessalonians, if you would, please, uh, you'll see in chapter 5 and verse 18, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17, the Bible says, charge them that are rich in this world. Not, uh, it says to be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things. Might be good just to thank God. Thank God. Maybe you need to get a list. Here we go. Thanksgiving time coming. Maybe you need to have God top of your chart. Get your list. Put God at the top. And as you put God at the top, say, uh, thankful for your son. Thankful for salvation, full, free, and forever I received through your son. Thankful uh, that you've given me the privilege to read the Bible and understand it through your Holy Spirit. Thankful that you've answered prayer. Uh, just off the top of my head, God, here's the last 20 you answered. And just write them out real quick. Uh, thankful that my wife is saved. Thankful my kids are saved. 
thankful we go to a, a church that preaches the Bible and preaches it correct. Thankful we get to read the Bible. Thankful we support missionaries that are soul winning. God, I'm just thankful. Do the same thing with dad. Do the same thing with mom. Do the same thing with brother, sister. Uh, you, could, you could spend all day long if you wanted to and just taking lists and saying, I'm thankful, thankful, thankful. Close them up, put them in an envelope. Say, I thought of you on Thanksgiving Day. Here's why I'm thankful for you. That'd change your life. That'd change your life. When I was pastor in Tennessee, uh, we had one day a year. Uh, we did it for two years. One day a year where we called it Flowers for the Living. I said, don't wait till somebody dies until you recognize them and say, I appreciate and love you. So I got carnations, and we filled the front of the church with buckets full of carnations. I don't know, uh, 800, 600, I don't know what it was, but it was hundreds and hundreds of carnations. I preached a message on, hey, being thankful for that person that loves you and helps you and encourages you and walks beside you. You ought to thank God for them. I said, if anybody in this room has ever done anything, anything to encourage you, during the invitation time, we're not coming to pray. I want you to get a carnation and take it to them and just say, I'm thankful because of, and fill it in. Uh, one of the most moving services we ever had. So on a Sunday night, teenagers were going to uh, people that was in their 70s and 80s saying, I'm thankful for you because you sat there, I still stayed faithful. You had people crying all over the place. Had older people saying, I didn't know anybody ever cared. I didn't know anybody was ever thankful for me. Now, can I tell you this? A practice thanking people. There was a, a, a Leslie a Weatherhead. Uh, it was after World War II, and Mr. Leslie Weatherhead decided that he was going to visit the northern England area. As he visited the northern, watch up here. As he visited the northern England area, he visited a farm. He walked into the farm area. A lady came out, husband came out, farm had been devastated by the war, and said this, hey, thank you for coming to visit from America. We've always wanted to shake your hand Thank you for your part in World War II. I'd like to have you eat with us. That night, they caught fresh trout. That night, they had fresh vegetables. Just a little bit, still devastated from the war. All of a sudden, the man looks up. Mr. Weatherhead says to the wife that prepared the meal, I just want to say thank you so much. You went out of your way, had fresh trout, fresh vegetables. It was great. You did a wonderful job. She had a tear coming down her face, said, My husband always eats this way. I make sure, but he never says thank you. That means the world to me. <clears throat> Young man just got a CPA, passed his exams. He comes back to his daddy's store, and he says, Dad, I've looked at your books. He said, It's horrible. It's horrible. I'm a bookkeeper. I'm a qualified accountant now. And he said, I look inside one drawer, and there is all your accounts receivable. I looked over there in the cash register. You got very little money there, very little profit. I don't see how you did it. I don't see how you're surviving. I could show you how to have great profit. I, I'm, a, I'm a CPA now. I could show you how to do it. 
He said, son, when I came here from another country, I owned one thing, and that was just an extra pair of pants. That's all I had. He said, but God's been good. Mom and I own this store. It's paid for. We own the house we live in. It's paid for. Don't forget, I put your sister through dentistry school. I paid for it. Uh, don't forget, I put you through college. I paid for it. Don't forget, I put your brother uh, through uh, school, law school. I paid for it. He said, I came here with one pair of pants extra. Own a house, a store, three kids, finally educated. I think my profit shows up pretty good. Amen. Now, can I tell you, be thankful. I'll give you one last story just real quick. Robertson Caruso, shipwrecked. As he shipwrecked, he said, there's the good things and the bad things. Bad thing, isolated island. Good thing, I didn't drown with all the shipmen. Bad thing, uh, uh, I was divided from mankind. Good thing, never starved. Bad thing, had no clothes. Good thing, it's hot weather here. Bad thing, he said, uh, I don't know how to defend myself. Good thing, no wild animals to defend myself from. Little girl, I'll say this, I'm done. Eight years of age, read this yesterday. Eight years of age, her name was Christina. She has cancer. She has cancer. It's in the nervous system. She has cancer. The parents said they know she's not going to live probably until next Thanksgiving. They went to her, Christina, and said, what can I get for you for Christmas? We like to prepare. Here's what she said. She said this, I like a little sticker book. And she said, I would like a stuffed puppy dog that I can hold. She said, I've got everything else I need. Got everything else I need. What is that, preacher? That's called being thankful. Thank you for joining us today. For more audio or video content, you can visit our website at parksidebaptist.org.